Welcome to the 13th grade. We're so happy to have you join us for this class on personal finance and home buying. Over the course of four weeks, you'll hear from a real estate agent, a financial coach, and personal accounts of purchasing a home and keeping a budget. All things so many of us would have benefited from before graduating high school. So whether you're joining us before your high school graduation or you're like me and still figuring things out in your 30s, get ready to learn something. Welcome to the 13th Grade Podcast, the show where we learn the things no one taught us in school. I'm your host, Rebecca Burrow, and class is in session. Hello, and welcome to the 13th Grade Podcast. I'm really excited to be talking to our guest today, who is a long-lost relative, a cousin of mine who I don't think we've actually seen in person since maybe we were two or three years old, but we've been following each other on social media for years, and I'm really excited for her to come on the show and share her personal journey of home buying with you. So I will hand it over to you, Erin, to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about who you are and how you got to where you are. Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah, it's really fun and interesting to be here. As, as you mentioned, my name is Erin. I live in Toronto, Ontario, where home ownership is a hot topic. And so just here to share a bit about my journey into home buying. Before we do talk about the home buying journey, can you just tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do for work, what you do for fun? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So I've lived in Toronto for about three years now, and I'm married. I work in the not-for-profit sector, and I, I spent the last, well, before living in Toronto, decade working abroad and settled here in Toronto. I love this city. I think it's a really great city. It's got a lot to offer. A little weird right now, but usually (laughs) a lot to do, lots of great food. Yeah, it's just a great place to live. Cool. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what your journey was in finding a home and, and going through the process of purchasing. Yeah. So Toronto is a really wild place to rent or own. It has just an incredible housing shortage. Um, the, the population is just growing at a rate that it can't keep up. And when we first moved to Toronto, we actually had a horrible time even finding a place to rent. Mm-hmm. There were big wars on apartments, tiny apartments, and we, we settled into a very, very small, pretty much studio apartment. It's the only one after dozens, honestly, that would rent to us because we were new to the city. So we had been living there for three years. There is rent control in Toronto, so walked in a pretty good rent, but it just was so small. (laughs) It was just so, so small. And so in about January of 2020, we started looking because the, the housing prices in Toronto are just every year, they go up astronomically you know, 20% in one year, prices will go up. And it's just a very, very competitive housing market. And in January, we started all these news reports were coming out that prices, what's usually in the spring, the spring rush, it was already happening. They were saying that prices were going to go up another 20% in 2020. And I started 
getting very nervous because yeah, we were at the brink of being priced out of the city that we live in. And as I mentioned, I love living here. So we were really starting to feel the crunch of like, if we don't, like we're going to be priced out, this is no longer going to be an option for us. So we started looking, but in Toronto, you have no time to make a decision. <laughs> if you want something, you have to bid on it. Things go in a day. It's just a very interesting market. So wow. that was how we kind of decided. It was more like a push to to start really start looking a lot faster than we were anticipating. But that was kind of the impetus. Okay. And did you work with a realtor? Yeah, we did. We worked with a realtor. And one thing I one thing I wish we would have done is like I wish that we would have shopped around a little bit more. Our realtor was fine, okay. but we just felt like this urgency that really made it difficult for us to like we just didn't have time the time that we wished that we had right. to slow down and make thought out decisions just because the Toronto real estate market does not allow for that. But there are things that, I mean, I wish, I wish that we would have done a little bit differently, but yeah, we did use a a real estate agent and we looked at a few places, but they would be gone in a day. And and then we saw them on where we live now. That sounds so stressful. And in something that like should be fun, sort of fun, I guess. I know it's always sort of stressful, but it it should be like, okay, we're making this big move in our lives. We're looking to upgrade or whatever. And it sounds like that wasn't necessarily the case. Yeah, it was stressful. And then while we were going through it, you know, this was all before the world really understood what was about to happen. (laughs) Yeah. So we actually closed on the day when everything shut down. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> we closed on March 13th as everything was closing. Yeah, we we're like, oh, we just made the hugest investment of our lives. But it worked out. Whoa. <laughs> I <That> was so <laughs> lucky. <laughs> so you mentioned there are a few things that you wish you would have known before going into this process. Can you share a little bit more about that? Yeah, I wish that we had talked to someone sooner. In Toronto, and and I think this is true in a lot of big cities where it is expensive to live, I didn't ever, I I just had this idea that I would never own anything because Mm -hmm. we hear about how expensive it is and how, and it is expensive. I don't, do not mean to downplay that, but it, it feels so out of reach. And when we actually spoke to a realtor and when we actually spoke to the bank, because it's expensive to rent here as well, when we were really able to see the numbers owning wasn't that much more than renting. Hmm. Once we were able to take into account like what we could put on a down payment. And when we really broke those down, it wasn't as scary as we had thought. So it would have helped to have sat down with someone and really broken those numbers down with a professional so that when we saw something, it just would have been so much less stressful. It would have been a, a more, just a calmer decision that we would have made. Yeah, that's a really good point. Some of the listeners for this podcast are young people in their teens and um, early 20s going to college. Like They're probably not looking at buying a home anytime soon, but I think it's really a great point to, even though you're not going to be buying a house like within the next year or even two years, to really understand the financial aspect of it so you can start planning for it. Do you have any 
now, like in hindsight, do you have any advice about that on budgeting? I mean, my partner and I are both extreme budgeters. Um, <laughs> okay. We, well, that helps. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we both, I, I mean, I have for years, I've had a, a spreadsheet. I like, I know what my budget is on what things I can spend. I, I take my monthly budget. I take my monthly income and I take off all of the bills that I have and and I already set some in savings and I have different accounts for different things that come up. And then what I'm left with is what I can spend. So we were in a space where we were used to that. And, and we had, because of that, we did have a down payment that helped us because we had we didn't know that we'd be buying a house, but we knew that we were saving for whatever that needed to be. So that obviously helped. And one thing that the realtor told us, which I think was great advice, was to spend a few months living after you have those numbers of what it would cost to move into your house and what your budget would be like to spend a few months living on that budget, even though you don't need to be like you're on your okay. budget. just pretend that that's your budget and see what it feels like see how your life has changed see if it's comfortable for you obviously we didn't have time to do that right um, <laughs> but because we budget so much we were able to guess well okay. we were able to look at what we were spending and what our bills would be and how that would impact just our cost of living and the way that we live so mm-hmm. If someone is not as strict about it, I would definitely recommend what the realtor had. I mean, I wish that we had done that too anyway. It's never a bad thing to kind of see like, okay, what does this actually look like? Because we kind of went into it saying like, okay, well, we've looked at some numbers on a spreadsheet and it's going to be okay. <laughs> but <laughs> not like the, it's not the most secure way of going about it. It is a stressful decision. It's the biggest it's the biggest investment that a lot of people will make, by far the biggest one that we'll make. So take, just taking the time, I, I just wish that we would have done everything a little bit earlier. Even if we thought that it wasn't a possibility for us, there's never any harm in getting that information. Yeah, that would have been yeah. my, my advice. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Was there any advice that you received before or during the process that was misleading or not at all helpful? No, but I I guess it goes back to, I wish that, and, and I guess this also ties back into like, I wish I had just started doing a little bit of research earlier. Our realtor, as I mentioned, was fine, but I mean, it seemed like a, it was like a quick sale for him, you know? So I wish that we had asked around and gotten references and it worked out, but it could have been a more positive experience. It just was, it was very, very fast and very like, now it's done. Like sign this, sign here. And I, I understand that here, there's just not really time for those conversations, to be honest. But I wish that we had spent a little bit more time just looking around. Yeah. At least a little bit more hand-holding, not so much being felt rushed into it. Yeah, we. this was our, obviously our first time doing this. We really 
there was a lot that we didn't know about. We didn't know about just the process of home buying. We didn't know enough about a home inspection and what kind of question, like we were researching what questions to ask for a home inspection, like the day before our home inspection, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and fine, but it would have, it just would have felt so much more relaxed if we had taken the time, you know, because we were so rushed, whatever home inspection company he recommended, we went with. And it was just okay. all of those things, those little things that go into it before you buy a home that you don't think about. So like a home inspection, what kinds of things are you looking for? You know, what's your must have and your cannot have? Taking those kinds of things into consideration. What's the difference between a fixed rate mortgage? You know, those kinds of things that we kind of learned um, on the fly. You mentioned, you know, kind of knowing what your must haves are in a home. What were yours and your partner's must haves when you were searching for a home? Well, we really wanted outdoor space. So we have a small patio. It's, I mean, we live in a condo. So we bought a condo, not a house house. But so we have a a patio. We really didn't want a high rise. I didn't want to have to go into an elevator to go outside. It was not something I wanted to do. So we have a walkout onto our patio and walk out out our front door to the outside world. That's nice. Yeah, those were really important to us. Location was less important for us. We, as I mentioned, we live in Toronto, but we actually don't like the downtown core, (laughs) which is where everyone else really wants to live. It's just a little bit too chaotic and we want a little more space in our neighborhoods. So we were less concerned about location than a lot of people are. I mean, as long as we can still enjoy living in the city, but we don't feel like we need to be right in the thick of it. So that, so those are really the things that we were looking for. We wanted to be able to open our door and walk outside. We wanted some kind of outdoor space and then pretty flexible with the location. Yeah. And how, I mean, your timing was so lucky, like to have to be stuck in a, <laughs> in inside, like we all have all year, but to be able to have your outdoor space and the things that you wanted, that was just so lucky. Yeah. And I will say another one of our must haves was we, we wanted a two bedroom because mm-hmm. we knew that we were going to be here for a while. We didn't want to buy something and then feel like we needed to upgrade to feel like we were buying into something that we could be in for a while. Mm-hmm. So we ended up getting a two bedroom, which yeah, also and now I'm, I'm working from home, obviously like a lot of people. So that's my office and it worked out really well. So yeah, those were some of our, our parameters. That's perfect. Yeah. Makes sense. And I, I feel like it's so important that you started to say it's so important to have those kind of written down or in the back of your head because it is such a rushed process to at least be able to say, okay, this is definitely not the one and this is definitely an option. Did that kind of help make things a little bit easier for you in the decision-making process? Yeah, for sure. There were just some things that we just weren't, I mean, if something didn't have even a balcony, it was just not an option. And yeah. it just kind of whittled it down a bit. So yeah, that was really important to to have those kind of set out. And I would say, because I know that I'm going to sound like such like a grandma, 
but I know that <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people are younger, but honestly, budgeting and having a budget is the only reason this was possible to be able to, buy, to purchase something, but to even be able to figure it all out. We've, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, we've been doing it for years. So we really know what we require to live. We have been able to save because I we put money away before we even look at what we have available to us for the month. It's just yeah. almost like an additional bill that we have that just isn't even considered ours. And I understand that a lot of people don't have that ability completely understand, even if it's just a small portion, if you can, it's, it's helpful to not even consider that as available to you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. And if, if there's a way to just even like when you get paid, have that money automatically go to another account. So you never even look at it. Yeah, exactly. So because of that, like I said, we were able to see like, okay, well, if we have this, these bills that we didn't have before, or you have to pay a little bit more here, we were able to really see in numbers very clearly how that would impact our day-to-day lives. Again, I wish that we would have actually tried living that way. In the end, it didn't really matter. Like our guess was accurate, but it would have been, it would have been better. Yeah, that makes sense. After a quick break, we'll be right back with more great conversation. Stick around. In a year with so many unknowns and a surprisingly busy year for the housing market, you'll want a realtor who takes the stress out of the home buying or selling process. Hillary Blaha, Southern CA real estate agent, is patient, hardworking, and loves being able to help her clients fulfill their real estate goals. If you've been looking for a better home office or more outdoor space, because let's keep it real, who knows when life will ever be back to normal. Hillary Blaha is your realtor. You do the dreaming, Hillary will take care of the rest. Find out more at hillaryblaha.com. Knit Marketing hires teens. Yep, it's our social mission to give lots of young people quality jobs, but it's also because they do excellent creative work. In addition to hiring and training our own team, we love to help businesses grow their own youth teams. Whether you're starting a summer internship program or hiring a social media manager, give us a call and we'll walk you through everything you need to know about youth employment. We'll even train your team for you. Go to knitmarketing.com slash knit dash academy to learn more. Do you feel like you made the right choice in the home that you chose? Yes. I mean, we're really happy where we are. It for sure worked out. Like you said, just with the timing and uh, we really like our location. And yeah, it worked out really well, but it was a scramble. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, I'm, I'm glad that it worked out for you. So that some of the advice you have mentioned very clearly, we all need to budget. It's good to have a few must-haves. Is there any other, and then also starting sooner, Is there are there any other pieces of advice that you would give in the home searching process? I didn't do this, but one thing that I've heard of, especially in cities where different parts of the city are so different from one another, I've heard of people like staying in a neighborhood they're interested in for a weekend and like an Airbnb and walking around and seeing what it's like to live in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. kind of get a feel for it, walk around, go get your coffee, whatever, whatever, which I think is an interesting idea if you have the time. And if you, if, if where the particular neighborhood you're living in is super important to you, which for some people it is fair, 
based on, you know, where you work and, you know, try out the commute, et cetera. But so I didn't do that, but I, I've heard of doing that. I think that that would be an interesting thing to do while you're looking for somewhere to live. Yeah, especially in cities. It might be different in like suburbs and places that yeah. you're not really going to find a ton of Airbnbs. But yeah, For when sure. you're looking at places that are going to be really competitive to get spots or like you said, dealing with the commute or public transportation, that makes sense to try it out, put it on for size. Yeah. And I mean, of course, all of these things are very, a lot of the things that I'm saying are specific to cities, but I think that are places that we're, where it's very competitive, that hopefully these things would resonate with people that are looking to get into the market. Yeah, definitely. Have you had to make any improvements or home repairs since buying your home? We upgraded a few things in the kitchen just because we were spending so much time here. And we have had to repair a few things. One thing that I would recommend after you buy, we have a separate account for just improvements and repairs that my partner and I both put a small amount of money into each month. And it just kind of sets aside. And our heater broke, for example, in just as winter was coming. Oh no. Yeah, no, it's okay. It got (laughs) but um, it's not cheap. Like, Getting people to come in, especially, you know, plumbers, electricians, they're expensive. And yeah. so we have that account so that when something does break, it's not stressful. We know that we have that. We're able to pay from that. It feels like it's money already spent. So we're able to rest a little bit easier yeah. when things do break. We had to have a plumber come in. Yeah, things are inevitably going to break. Yes. Yeah. And if they don't, you might want an upgrade, like you said, for your kitchen. Like I think a lot of people did home repairs and home improvements this year. And so it's it would be great to have a bucket of money you could just pull that from. Yeah. And we don't put much. It's, it's a small amount. I mean, it's what we would spend to go out for dinner. But mm-hmm. you don't need to repair things every single month. So it, it does accumulate. And, and then when something does break, you don't, you're able, it just, for me, it makes homeownership I'm able to to keep it like it is an exciting thing. And so to be able to keep those stressors kind of at bay, if you can, really helps. Yeah. I mean, listening to you talk about this makes it sound to me at home. We do not own a home. And to me, the thought of owning a home sounds stressful <laughs> because <laughs> of all of those things. So listening to your uh, advice on this and kind of, you know, tips for having a little bit set aside here. It just, it makes it all seem much more manageable and takes the stress out. So I'm glad that we're chatting because I'm getting a lot out of this conversation. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that that's been very helpful for us. To kind of like sum up your experience in your home searching and home purchasing process, one of the questions that came up was, is it possible to wing it or should you know what you're getting into? And I know you did talk about that a bit, but I wonder if you could just touch on that a little bit more. I would not wing it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... It's, it has the potential to be such an exciting thing. Like it is really, 
fun to make a space your own and to, I don't know, just to really make it you. And so it's always going to be a little bit stressful. I mean, you're dumping your life savings into something. It's never going to be stress-free, but it it can be such an exciting thing. Like now it, it feels exciting. It feels fun, but it just winging it. <laughs> I don't know. It <laughs> makes it so stressful when it, it can be such an exciting time. Yeah. 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 And I mean, a lot of people, even if, even if they're winging it or not, just go way over what they're really able, able to afford, but also, and I guess this goes back to, to what are must haves and not necessarily in the building itself or in the condo itself that we were buying, but a must have really for just our lifestyles. We knew that we would be spending more, but we didn't want to be like captive by a mortgage. Yeah. Um, yeah. We still wanted to be able to live relatively a life that was similar to what we were living. We didn't want to have to make this grand change. We knew there would be some shuffling. We knew that we'd have to be a bit more careful and a bit more strict with some things. But overall, we were determined that buying wasn't for us if it was going to drastically change the way that we had to live. And I say this understanding that that is very, very lucky to be able to do that. Very lucky. And if you're winging it, or if you haven't done your research and haven't taken your time, then you really run the risk of getting in over what you're actually able to afford or as a result, really having to change your life style and the way that you live in order to accommodate for that decision. You're right, right. Yeah, you can buy the house, but you are going to be without furniture for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, or like I still, I don't know. I mean, we we still want to be able to travel. Nothing luxurious, but we want to be able to do that every once in a while. You know, things like that we, that we right. wanted to still be able to do and not feel like we were just being held, like I said, held captive by our mortgage. Yeah, that's very wise. So it can be done, but it shouldn't be done. <laughs> <laughs> I just would not recommend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Well, we're going to wrap up in a second, but this is a show for lifelong learners of many different ages and backgrounds. And so I would love for you to share a few, one or two things of what you've learned throughout life. And it could be related to homeownership or just, you know, good life lessons that you've learned that you wish you would have known sooner. One thing that I wish that would have been clearer to me before is that it depends on obviously what your, what your career that you want to go into is some of them, it does require kind of knowing younger than later. But now uh, with a lot of things, I don't think that you're necessarily like if you go to university, what you studied dictates what you're going to do. I'm doing something now that I love and has nothing to do with what I studied in my undergrad. Same. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, nothing. Luckily, I studied something that I really liked. So I, I enjoyed it. 
but I wish I had known. And again, it depends on what you're going into, but I wish I had known a little more clearly just how little (laughs) (laughs) actually matters based on what your route is. Like, it's not the only way to do things. I volunteered at places or kind of just there are different ways that I got into what I'm doing now. And my degree, like specifically what I'd studied makes no difference. It made no difference. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that's very I good advice. I wish I would have known that even had that clearer. Yeah. That's great advice. Well, thank you so much, Erin, for your time. This has been really, really helpful. I hope that our listeners will take all of these pieces of wisdom and use them in their home buying process. And even if you're very young and you're not going to be buying a home for like 10 or 15 years, this is some good advice to start thinking about a long-term future. Thank you so much, Erin. Any last words of wisdom? No, just thanks for having me. It was, yeah, it's a good opportunity. And hopefully people will take more time than I did. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. The 13th Grade Podcast is a production of Knit Marketing. Music written and performed by Adewale Williams and Yusef Blake. Sound engineering and editing by Jackson Buhaj. Thank you for joining us and be sure to hit subscribe and leave us a review. See you next class.